Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, hour one. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, the Eric Erickson Show. Uh, real quick, there's some breaking news. Uh, down in Florida, Governor DeSantis is just announcing a temporary bridge has been constructed to Pine Island. It will be open to emergency vehicles shortly open to residents of Pine Island later today. Those of you down in Florida who need access to that bridge, got a lot of listeners down there in that area. Uh, just on my live stream alone, want you to know this has just happened in the last few minutes, uh, this temporary bridge. That was one of the uh, areas where the bridge got washed away by the hurricane. It will be open. Now, I want to begin the show. Uh, with the dominant news story of the day, which is the same news story as yesterday, and I want to talk about it, and then I got a lot of other stuff to move on to that I couldn't even get to yesterday, but we must begin again with Herschel Walker. Whether you like it or not, this is the big story. Republicans wish it wasn't. Republicans want this story to go away. Uh, they want to focus and grind out the next four and a half weeks, get to the election, and be done with it. Uh, it is the big story. And I think a lot of people are getting this wrong. So, you know, l- let me just be open and honest with you guys. Heart to heart here. Y'all, you, most of you know me well enough now. I can tell you about this. There was a time I would have come on this radio program and I would have puffed up my chest and said, it doesn't matter. Control of the Senate is all that matters. You must vote uh, for Herschel Walker. You must save the Senate for the Republicans. And I realized some years ago, literally everybody in conservative media does that crap. And no, no disrespect to them, it's, it's what they do. But I would rather provide you more insight into what's going on so you can be smarter than your neighbors and not just uh, a, a, a louder partisan. I want to provide you some insight. I want to give you the lay of the land. I want you to be educated uh, and not just indoctrinated. And so if you will, let me make you smarter here. Uh, and and not just tell some of you what you want to hear. I, I want to give you actual facts. I want to give you actual data. I want you to understand the significance of the race because really there are five groups of voters you've got to understand so that you understand how this plays out and also why I can't tell you with certainty that Herschel Walker will actually win this thing. I think it's possible for him to win. I think it is far less probable than I did three days ago for a number of reasons, and we'll get into those. But let me just walk you through this. I keep coming back to that number, 27,967. There are five groups of voters. You need to understand who these five groups of voters are. The first group of voters are the one that does not matter. That's the group of voters who are going to vote for the Libertarian candidate, either because they don't like the other candidates, they want to protest vote, or they're libertarian. That guy may get 3 to 5% of the vote. He could throw the race into a runoff, but then you're back to Walker versus Warnock, and we are where we began, just in January, not November. The libertarian vote doesn't matter in Georgia except to provoke a runoff. That's it. It'll get you back to the two main candidates if there's a runoff. Otherwise, eh, they don't matter. They're protest voters. Years ago, the uh, Democratic Speaker of the House in Georgia gave libertarians ballot access in Georgia solely to force Republicans into runoffs, concluding that Democrats could stay in power longer 
if there had if they went to runoffs and beat Republicans. Well, over time, the Republicans started winning the runoffs, and the Democrats started regretting ever having given the Libertarians ballot access in Georgia. Uh, the upside for both the Republicans and the Democrats is the Libertarians nominate the same people pretty much every single time, and none of them ever mount an effective campaign. They don't matter. But there are four other groups that do. The first are those who will vote for Raphael Warnock because they like him or because they hate Herschel Walker. The second are the voters who will vote for Herschel Walker because they like him or hate Raphael Warnock. Now, it's the fourth and the fifth groups that matter. You got the libertarians who don't matter. You got the Warnock voters who matter. You got the Walker voters who matter. Those are the first three groups. The last two matter the most. The fourth group is the group that wants to hold the insiders accountable with the outsiders. This year, that group will vote Republican. Right now in the state of Georgia, there are a lot of cultural voters who don't like either candidate who are having an internal monologue with themselves that goes something like this. Okay, let's say it's true. Let's say Herschel Walker paid for an abortion in 2009, 13 years ago, even though he denies it. Let's say it's true. Raphael Warnock wants all of us as taxpayers to pay for abortion on demand until birth starting tomorrow. I've got to go vote for Walker, not because he's voting for Walker, but because I'm voting to stop Warnock. In this group are also the people who say my 401k sucks. The Democrats ruin the economy. I'm going to go vote for Walker, not because he's Walker, but because he's Republican. And we got to stop the Democrats. There are crime voters in this group. This is a pool of voters who are not voting for candidates. They're voting for parties or they're voting for policy. And by and large, they are voting to hold accountable the insiders by putting in outsiders. And the Democrats are in, the Republicans are out, so they'll vote Republican. And then there is that fifth group. This is the dangerous group. It consists of about 27,967 voters. In 2020, 5 million people turned out to vote in Georgia. 27,967 of them voted for state races and skipped over the presidential race, the first race on the ballot. They did not want to choose Biden. They did not want to choose Trump. They were perfectly fine skipping over it, moving on to the U.S. Senate, the congressional, and the state races. They wanted nothing to do with the presidential race. 27,967 people voted in Georgia in 2020 but refused to vote for president. If you think that's bad, in 2016, the number was about 50,000 people refused to vote for either Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. Would not do it. Didn't vote third party. Just skipped over that race. Went straight on to the U.S. Senate race with Johnny Isaacson. Johnny Isaacson got more votes than either Hillary Clinton or uh, Donald Trump. Johnny Isaacson, the late U.S. Senator from Georgia, 50,000 people. Now, that number dropped to 27,967 in 2020. And most of that 50,000 uh, group that came in, uh, the 20-some-odd thousand people, 23,000 who jumped into the race, they went for Joe Biden. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Joe Biden wound up winning Georgia by 11,400-some-odd votes. Had just half of that 27,967 group of voters who sat it out 
voted for Donald Trump. He would have been president. He would have won Georgia. He wouldn't have been president because of the Electoral College, uh, but he would have won Georgia. It's just half of those people, but they set it out. Now, you can say you, as a partisan who has a dog in the fight, can say, if you can't stand voting for contemptible sinners, well, you shouldn't be voting at all. You can say that, but that's not the real world. That's your partisan bubble speaking. There were 27,967 voters who were perfectly fine choosing between Ossoff and David Perdue, Warnock and Kelly Loeffler, all the congressional races and all the other races. They were perfectly fine doing that. They were perfectly fine voting for sheriff and county commission. They did not want anything to do with the presidential race. You can tell them you should just stop voting, but they're going to vote. They're going to be there, and they're going to affect the election. My question is, and this is what I don't know, is the fifth group, the voters who refuse to vote in the Senate race because they're turned off by both candidates, is it bigger than the fourth group? The voters who will hold their nose, hate both candidates, but vote Republican to hold the Democrats accountable. Raphael Warnock's job in the next four and a half weeks, including with this attack on Herschel Walker about an alleged abortion. By the way, Politico is reporting this morning it cannot independently confirm the story. Politico, a Democratic mouthpiece in Washington, D.C., is confirming it cannot confirm the story. It says cannot confirm it. Raphael Warnock's job over the next four and a half weeks is to convince as many people as possible to be in that fifth group of voters, to grow the 27,967 people who refuse to vote for Senate. Because Warnock believes it helps him. The Warnock campaign believes they have enough pro-abortion voters Democratic voters, the Stacey Abrams voters, all those people, uh, Republicans who don't like Walker, who think character counts, who will vote for Warnock to protest the GOP, picking a terrible candidate. He thinks he's got enough of them. If he can just turn off particularly white Christian women, if he can convince white Christian women, you don't want to vote for Herschel Walker. I know you're not going to vote for me, but you don't want to vote for Walker. If he can convince them to stay home, he wins. Herschel Walker's strategy for the next four and a half weeks has to be to expand the number of the fourth group. Take the people who are in the fifth group saying, I'm not going to vote for anyone, and convert them to the fourth group of, I hate them both, but I got to stop the Democrats. If Herschel Walker can do that, he can win the race. I don't know which group of these is larger, which is why I'm not going to be coming on here, puffing up my chest, saying, absolutely, Herschel Walker's going to win. you got to save the Senate. Everybody knows you got to save the Senate. No, 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 I know Georgia. I am no prophet. I am no fortune teller. But I know Georgia. And I know in Georgia there is a growing group of independent voters who live in the north metro Atlanta suburbs who don't like either party, switch back and forth between the two, but you got to give them a candidate they like or they will not go vote. They don't care about your issues. They don't care about saving the Senate from the Democrats. They hate both parties. They'll vote. They'll do their civic obligation, but you got to give them someone to vote for. You got to give them a reason. You got to give them a policy. You can't just say, the other guy sucks more than me. Vote for me. You can't do that. So Herschel Walker's job has got to be to convince these people to go vote for him. So how does he do it? How does he convert these people? He's got a path forward if he does it. He's got to go out there aggressively and make his case that this is a lie and an attack. Or he's got to immediately fess up to it and say, yeah, I did it. I'm sorry. I'm a changed person. Uh, this was 2009. I was battling mental health. I found Jesus. I've had recovery. I'm ready to move on with my life. I'm sorry to my family and those I hurt but I'm pro-life. 
he can he can do that either way. Deny it or apologize, but maximize the quantity of ads you buy on TV and radio so everybody possible hears it. And you got to do it before Sunday. Why? Because on Sunday people are going to be getting ready for church. They're going to have the news on in the background, and people are going to be listening to those Sunday shows where this is going to be the dominant topic. He's got to have his message ready to go. His message can be that this is a damnable lie and the Democrats are attacking me so that you don't notice their attack on your family, your schools, your community. His message can be that it's a damnable lie. He never paid for an abortion in 2009 and Raphael Warnock wants to distract you from him wanting you, all of you as taxpayers, to pay for abortion tomorrow on demand until the moment the child is born. A radical position. His message can be that the Reverend Warnock has chosen to find Herschel Walker by his darkest days. He's overcome those days. He's moved on with his life. And that the Reverend Warnock has rejected the very foundation of his supposed Christian belief, redemption. His message can be this is a distraction from crime and the economy. But he's got to do it this week. He's got to have these ads out by the weekend. He cannot delay. People are going to be going to church on Sunday talking about this. He needs a counter-narrative, and he needs it now, not just the, I didn't do it. He needs the, it's a it's a lie because they don't want you to hear about your 401k. It's a lie because they don't want you to know about the crime down your street. It's a lie because they don't want to know about, they don't want you to realize what they're doing to your family with high gas prices and high costs. And all that. He's got to come out. He's got to, he's got to go on the warpath. He's got to be offended. He's got to be morally outraged. He does have a weapon that you can't underestimate. It's a not-so-secret weapon. Herschel Walker has the campaign of Brian Kemp. Now, they can't coordinate. They're not allowed to coordinate. But Brian Kemp has raised $29 million to fund his ground game and get Republicans out to vote. And if he can, if Herschel Walker can convert enough of the fifth group who are going to sit it out, they're not going to, they're going to go vote. They're going to go vote for Brian Kemp, but they probably will skip the Senate race. If he can convert enough of them into the fourth group, Brian Kemp's money can help get them to the polls. Walker's got to salvage this. He's got to act this week. He cannot wait until next week. Time is of the essence here. He's got to do it before people get to the weekend, get to their friends in church, and they start talking about, did he pay for an abortion? Because some of those people in church say, it doesn't matter. Warnock wants to pay for abortion on demand with your dollars tomorrow. But there will be a lot of women who are still sketched out about that ad about Herschel Walker holding the gun to his wife's head. And he has never run a response to it. He has never aggressively pushed back on that ad. He has allowed Raphael Warnock to define him. If he keeps doing that, he's toast. It's time for him to have a counter narrative and put people's focus on crying the economy and holding Democrats accountable by having Republicans take this in it. If he can do that, he might salvage this. He might grow the fourth group and shrink the fifth group. Right now, my suspicion is the fifth group is larger than the fourth group, and he's going to lose. But my suspicion is also he's got time to convert those people to the fourth group and have Brian Kemp's ground game get them out to the polls and win. But it really depends on what he does over the next 48 hours. Time, Herschel Walker, if you're listening, is of the essence here. You don't have long. You must act today.
so winter is coming, and I got to tell you, I love the weight of the bull and branch sheets. I like them in the summer when it's hot and you don't want a lot of covers on you. But in the wintertime, they're just the perfect weight, the perfect, I don't know, smoothness. They're 100% organic cotton threads. They've got super softness. They get softer every time you wash them. They're just the drape when you're laying down and stuff. They're not, they're just perfect sheets. I love them. Uh, I am effusive with my praise for Bull and Branch, and I'm delighted to have them as an advertiser. Look, they're made from the highest quality threads. They got superior softness. They got over 25,000 rave customer reviews and counting. I'm one of them. The quality you can tell is great. They hold up well after all the washes I've put them through. And they just get softer. It doesn't matter what the thread count is. The fiber sucks. And you can tell they put a lot of great detail into the fibers they use. And look, Bola Branch gives you a 30-night risk-free trial with free shipping. Returns on all orders. You're going to feel the difference. You're not going to want to send them back. The first 100% organic fair trade certified bedding company ever. They use 90% less water than conventional production, zero pesticides, other chemical, toxic chemicals. They don't use them. It's just fantastic. Listen, I'm effusive with my praise. I love Bull & Branch. Try them for yourself. And again, you get a 30-night risk-free trial, free shipping, returns on all orders. Try the sheets that will make you fall for the coziest night's sleep in the season where you want cozy sheets. 15% off your first set of sheets. Free shipping when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BolandBranch.com. That's BolandBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code is ERIC. Trust me, they're worth it. We've got five bedrooms, five beds, Bolin Branch sheets on every bed. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. Uh, reminder, we, we've, we've had a lot of tickets sold, and so you, you need to act quick if you want. October 28th, I am going to be doing an event in Kennesaw, Georgia. It's going to be the first of a rollout of a series of events, and we're going to a gun range. We're going to not just any gun range. It's the largest indoor skeet shooting facility in the country. It is the Governor's Gun Club in Kennesaw, Georgia, October 28th, starting at 5 p.m. Uh, you can buy a VIP ticket, hang out early with me, check out the gun range. and all. It's like a giant country club, but instead of golf, it's guns. You can come early and hang out or just come for the event. I'll have Rich McCormick, who's running for Congress, uh, someone from Governor Kemp's team to talk about their ground game. I'm going to try to get some others there to talk and engage about the politics, and you'll be able to ask me questions. If you want to come, text the word bourbon to 33777, and you'll be able to come hang out with me. Um, either early with the VIP ticket or just at the event. Uh, and you'll also, if you've been drinking, get a voucher to be able to come back to shoot guns later. If you want to shoot guns then and there, you can't have the bourbon, obviously. The lawyers won't allow you. But it's an awesome facility, and I'm glad they opened the doors to us. So text bourbon to 33777. Uh, those of you uh, down in Orlando on WDBO listening right now, I'm going to be with you uh, the next week uh, in November. You will be hearing more about that very soon. I look forward to coming down there, hanging out with you all, seeing my Uncle Leaf. Yes, my Uncle Leaf Erickson lives just north of Orlando, and I'll be seeing him too. Um, but we'll be on the road checking in with affiliates. Now, there is some breaking news. OPEC has decided uh, that they are going to cut production of oil. The Biden administration said this was a red alert doomsday scenario for them. They're worried about uh, the fallout to the American economy right before the election. Uh, in fact, uh, looking at the market, gas prices are now up a percent. 
the West Texas crude is up 87.38, uh, is 80 up to $87 a barrel. The Brent crude is up 1.3% to $93 a barrel. Uh, gas, natural gas is up uh, 1.2%. And OPEC plus, those are the OPEC nations plus their allies, including Russia, are reducing or their production of oil despite the United States putting a full court press pressure campaign on them not to do it. Now, uh, stick around for the top of the hour. I was going to talk about this story in the next half hour, but there's actually what I think is is immediately at this moment a bigger story. And it kind of highlights the problems that we are uh, headed into with a great divide in this country between the Democrat and media elite and the pickup truck drivers of America. There is a real divide in this country. And I need you to come back in five minutes and I need you to hear this unbelievable story about a supposed racist, embarrassing, dehumanizing attack. And I'm going to play you the attack and let you decide for yourself. Hi there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, the Eric Erickson Show across the nation. Uh, if you, my voice sounds like you're hearing it on the radio uh, at a d- different day part today, I might be. I'm filling in for Ben Shapiro. Uh, blessings and Yom Kippur to all of my Jewish friends. I hope you're not listening, but taking the day off anyway. Uh, ben is off today, so they asked me if I'd fill in for a show and was glad to do it. Uh, some of this will be duplicative um, tonight, but not this. This is just for y'all. If you text the word data to 33777, you're going to be able to see this for yourself. This is the great disconnect. We need to talk about this great disconnect. I think it's a disconnect. Maybe I'm wrong. For a good little while now, I have been telling everyone that uh, the secret weapon Republicans have around the country is they head into the November elections, is the Democratic bubble. The Democratic bubble exists where the Democrats and most major members of the mainstream media of America, from the newspaper editorialists and columnists to the reporters to the editors and producers, they're all in the same bubble together. They tend to be socially liberal. They tend to be less likely to go to church. If they go to church, it tends to be a more progressive theological congregation. They tend to think the same things about the world, see the world in the same way. Uh, They put a lot more trust in the government than the people. And they echo each other. They have the same concerns about abortion. They have the same concerns about Republicans. They deeply despise Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis now as what they perceive as the successor to Donald Trump. And they're in a feedback loop together. They amplify each other. They see things the same way. And very few people are allowed to penetrate the bubble. In fact, they're pretty exclusionary. I was regularly get invited. I had standing monthly invites to go on certain news programs until the moment I said I would vote for Donald Trump for 2020. The moment I said that in 2019, all those invitations dried up. They don't like outsiders in their programming. They don't like outsiders in their pages. They don't like outsiders challenging their groupthink. And the result 
is that they are more isolated than people on the right. Just think about the argument side of this. I've made this point. I stand by it. I think it's true. And I, I fear that conservatives are headed in the direction of the left on this. In many cases, we on the right tend to understand the arguments of the left better than they understand the arguments of the right. We can articulate their arguments better, more accurately, and more fairly than they can articulate ours because we are more likely to encounter progressives with whom we disagree politically and still be their friends, where progressives in coastal elite cities are far more likely to only encounter people who think like themselves, act like themselves, worship like themselves, or not worship like themselves, dress like themselves, and have all the same interests. It is essentially a coastal elite of public transportation takers and electric battery-powered car drivers versus pickup truck America. And I think pickup truck America is going to clean the clock of battery-powered driving public transportation using uh, e-coastal elites. There is no better litmus test for this, a Rorschach test of this, an inkblot test. Uh, There is no better test of this than an advertisement that has hit the airwaves in Iowa. Kim Reynolds is the incumbent governor. She is a popular Republican. That state has trended to the GOP, and she has a new ad out. Let me read you this editorial about her ad. I'm going to play you her ad. You're going to see if your reaction to her advertisement matches up to the Kim Reynolds ad. A primary aspiration for the Des Moines Register Editorial Board and Opinion section is to identify and promote solutions for challenges that confront Iowa. Punditry about politicians' campaign commercials doesn't usually meet that bar. But Governor Kim Reynolds' most recent offering is hard to shrug off as just part of the noise. In 10 days since the 30-second commercial was released, its unsubtle message distinguishing mostly white Iowa from dangerous others has been denounced over and over in the news media and on social media. We feel compelled to add our voice. The ad is dehumanizing, it's racist, it's embarrassing, it's indefensible. It should be beneath any Iowa elected official. It tells people who look different from most Iowans that, at best, they are indeed different and, at worst, inferior. Reynolds dismisses the defund the police movement by wondering, has the rest of the country lost its mind? It's as though she believes that's the only plausible justification for such a view. That's what they say. That's what they say about this ad. This ad starts with Kim Reynolds in a diner, coffee shop. She's got a half-eaten muffin. She's holding a cup of coffee. And on TV is St. Louis, Missouri Representative Cori Bush, part of the squad, who says we must defund the police. It shows images of the riots after George Floyd of them looting small businesses. This is the ad. Again, I need to read you this. This is from the Des Moines Register's editorial board. 
The ad is dehumanizing. It's racist. It's embarrassing. It's indefensible. It should be beneath any Iowa elected official. It tells people who look different from most Iowans that at best they are indeed different and even worse, inferior. Reynolds dismisses the defund the police movement by wondering, has the rest of the country lost its mind? It's as though she believes that's the only plausible justification for such a view. I'm going to play the ad. I want you to see if you think this ad is dehumanizing, racist, embarrassing, indefensible, and beneath the dignity of elected officials to air. And defunding the police has to happen. Watching the news, you wonder, has the rest of the country lost its mind? Attacks on police, open borders, paying people not to work. Aren't you glad you live in Iowa? Governor Kim Reynolds. Here we still have common sense. We kept businesses open and kids in school. We cut taxes and support our police. Because in Iowa, America still works. Really? That ad is supposedly dehumanizing, racist, embarrassing, indefensible, and beneath any Iowa elected official. Because here in Iowa, America still works. That, that's their reaction to this ad. And defunding the police has to happen. Watching the news, you wonder, has the rest of the country lost its mind? Attacks on police, open borders, paying people not to work. Aren't you glad you live in Iowa? Governor Kim Reynolds. Here we still have common sense. We kept businesses open and kids in school. We cut taxes and support our police. Because in Iowa, America still works. Ay, ay, ay. Y'all, what's wrong with that ad? The only way to do it is stop it, YouTube. What's wrong with that ad? That's not a dehumanizing ad. It's not a racist ad. I don't think it's embarrassing. I don't think it's defensible. I think it's very defensible. I think it's exactly a message a governor in Iowa wants. In other states, you've had riots and looting. You've had crime sprees. In other states, you've had kids fall behind because schools got closed down and businesses went under. Kim Reynolds running for re-election in Iowa, a popular governor runs an advertisement that's very pro-Iowa, that in Iowa, America still works. We're not rioting. We're not ransacking small businesses. We're not defunding the police. We're not undermining law enforcement. We have law enforcement back. We're not overrun at the border by illegal aliens. Our kids are in school. Our, our government is working. Our cities are working. Our businesses are working. Our schools are working. Kids are working. It's a good thing. And the editorial board of the Des Moines Register wants to join national outrage and say how awful it is the governor of Iowa is running an ad that is pro-Iowa. This is the disconnect. This is the disconnect that's going to doom the Democrats in November. When the editorial board of the Des Moines Register can watch a pro-Iowa ad by the governor of the state, Kim Reynolds, 
who points out that in Iowa, schools are open, kids are learning, businesses are growing, and the police are supported, and say it's dehumanizing, racist, embarrassing, and defensible beneath any Iowa elected official, and that uh, there is a plausible justification for defunding the police, and that because she doesn't think there is one, she's a racist. This tells you everything you need to know about this election cycle. This also tells you why Herschel Walker could potentially still win in Georgia. Because this is becoming a nationalized issue. Crime is the closeout issue for the GOP. In the New York Times, the Washington Post, Politico, ABC, NBC, CBS, um, USA Today, the, the, um, the CNN, MSNBC, they're all lamenting that Republicans are closing out with a crime-based argument, that, that crime is on the rise and it's the Democrats' fault because of uh, cashless bail, no bail, let people out of jail, uh, let out the bad guys, uh, don't send them to jail, defund the police, crime is on the rise, the criminal is emboldened, the police officers in retreat and on defensive here comes Kim Reynolds saying, this isn't happening in Iowa. We're working. We support the police. We're funding them. And the Des Moines Register calls her racist for doing this. This is not racist. This is a law and order good ad. And this is the disconnect I've been telling you about at large, that the media can look at this commercial and say it's racist and dehumanizing when most Iowans are going to look at this, I suspect, and say, this is a good ad. She's got a good point. We're not having the riots. We're not having the looting. We're not having defund the police. Our kids aren't shut out of schools. Our kids are learning. This is good. This is what we want. This is why we live here. And this is why Republicans may still do better in November than people think. Because the Democrats and the media, they share a bubble together. And in that bubble, they've been saying, Joe Biden's going up in popularity. Look at the generic ballot. Abortion's going to save us. Abortion's going to mitigate the damage. We're going to highlight bad Republican candidates. Bad Republican candidates can get elected when it's a wave year because of a nationalized election. And when the editorial board of the largest paper in Iowa attacks the governor for running a pro-Iowa ad and calls an ad that is not racist, is not dehumanizing, is not indefensible, is not embarrassing, and they call it all those things, that editorial board is out of touch. That editorial board has lost the pulse of the people, of the pickup drivers of America. That editorial board may be in touch with the Tesla drivers, but not with the pickup truck drivers. And there are more pickup truck drivers than there are Tesla drivers. There are more people in Iowa who will get in a car today and commute to work than will take public transportation. There are more people in Iowa today who will be looking forward to getting ready for church on Sunday than getting ready for protest on Sunday. There are more people in Iowa today who will see a cop and smile than see a cop and scowl. And there are more people in Iowa today who will be thankful that their kids are in school and not behind as opposed to having to repeat grades because they fell behind during COVID. Those people do not work in the pages of the Des Moines Register, but they work across all of Iowa. They will reelect Kim Reynolds. And the media will be outraged and will blame the people and call them racist and bigots for voting for a governor who made her state work, who's proudly reminding people how bad it is in some of the surrounding states where the Democrats have taken over, defunded the police, and let everything go to the crapper. And they'll scream racism, and they'll scream bigotry, and they'll scream dehumanizing, and they'll keep losing and not wonder. They won't even have the, the, the curiosity as to why. Because they'll know it's you and it's your fault as opposed to they are out of touch, they've lost the plot, and they're losing.
Now, let me tell you about the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. It's an air purifier that eliminates bad odors. Could eliminate the stench in the Des Moines Register newsroom, I'm sure. If you plugged one in, you can get three of them by going to EdenPureDeals.com and you put in the discount code ERIC3, E-R-I-C-K-3. On the front page, you're greeted with a discount code box on the front. You put it in, ERIC3. You can order a three-pack, one for upstairs, one for downstairs, one for your basement, your RV, your suitcase. I keep one in my suitcase, your car. You can plug it in with a USB cord in your car and eliminate uh, pet odors, smoke odors, you name it in your car. You can plug it up directly into the wall, eliminate uh, cooking odors, smoky odors, litter box odors, you name it, it works. EdenPureDeals.com, the discount code ERIC3, E-R-I-C-K-3, no space, just ERIC3, the number, and you'll get three of them. You'll get them less than $200, you'll save $200, and you'll get free shipping, EdenPureDeals.com. Hello there, it is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. This hour of the program is brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan, wherever you are nationwide. You can reach out to First Liberty. They can help your business grow. We're talking big deals, $750,000 or more, but they can help you if you're buying a building, building a building, growing or buying, expanding a franchise, reach out to them. Tell them I sent you First Liberty GA.com. Well, I, I have to laugh at this story. I find it kind of funny. The Star Ledger is a newspaper in New Jersey. It is one of the editorial boards around the country that for years has pursued an agenda of insisting that the gig economy workers be treated like employees. Stop treating so many people like independent contractors. So many businesses around the country treat people as independent contractors so that they don't have to cover their benefits. It's bad. It's a way for businesses to get out of taking care of people. That's what they say, at least. Well, turns out there is legislation in New Jersey that will do exactly what liberal newspapers across the country have wanted, which is enforce... Uh, strictly an FDR-era law that requires that people be treated as employees if they do certain classes of work, which is what all these editorial boards have wanted. Except in the states that have done them, including New York and California, those states have specifically carved an exemption for newspapers. <laughs> Here's the New Jersey Star-Ledger. The issue is the treatment of the men and women who deliver newspapers, usually for a few hours a day, early in the morning, typically earning about $300 a week. For nearly two centuries and across the country, the job has been done by contractors who are not classified as employees. But now the State Department of Labor is strictly enforcing a law that's been on the books since the FDR era, upending tradition by ordering these workers be treated as employees. This means newspapers or the firms they hire to handle delivery would have to pay taxes to cover benefits like unemployment and disability, just as they do for full-time employees. It would cost the Star-Ledger, already diminished by layouts, layoffs and buyouts, $3 million a year. The state's intentions are good, even if its swing is a bit wild. This is part of a movement, mostly in progressive states, to combat the spread of abuses related to contract work. 
It was first inspired by the growing use of lower-paid contract workers on construction sites, many of them working full-time and standing shoulder-to-shoulder with regular employees. It was about the gig economy. wasn't about them. Now it's going to be. It's what they wanted. They just thought they could drive up everybody else's costs and not their own, and now they're appalled that they're getting exactly what they wanted, which they wanted for everyone else, just not for them.